Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Alrighty then. So we are on. I believe we are on. My Wi-Fi is being really suspect right now. That's why it took a second to get this going. But I believe we're on now. Okay, it said it says live, so I want to assume we're on. All right, so. Microphone in. All right, so there's you know a few things wanted to discuss with my Facebook family, and so in struggling with the Wi-Fi issues, I didn't copy what I had written on the original post. Is that you know there's some rules, and it's my thread, my page. I can have rules if I want to. So usually these things spiral out of control. It ends up off topic, people insulting each other and acting like five-year-olds. So if that's your MO, just don't bother coming on to this, this thread because I'm not going to entertain anything that you have to say. And you could be family, you could be friend, you could be client, doesn't matter. Like want to have a healthy discussion. So if you can participate in a healthy discussion, if you can share your position without belittling anyone else, without questioning anyone else's intelligence or whatever else, like if you can act like a grown human being, this is the thread for you. So there's just a few things. So I, I did a video, like right when everything started unfolding, uh, like a few days after the riots happened here in Providence. And you know, my feelings really haven't changed much from what I said then, but just the more I read, the more research I do, there are some things that are just pretty mind boggling and head scratching. So I'm actually gonna go on the live feed on my phone just so I can see if questions pop up. Is it showing that I'm live? That is the question. It is, okay. All right, so so this way here, I can see the questions as they pop up. So now I wanna make one thing very clear is I have no political affiliation. So I'm not a liberal, I'm not a conservative, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. I'm Rob Foster, who is a free thinker, who has my own set of va values, my own set of ideas. So I don't follow any crowd. Anyone that knows me, you guys know I don't follow the crowd. So don't try to put labels on me. Take what I say at face value. This is how I feel. This is how I view the world. 
through my eyes. No more, no less. All right, so first I wanna start off with, you keep hearing about white privilege, right? So um, those of you listening, like I'm curious to know what does that mean to you? So when you hear that term white privilege, to me, that would seem that there are whites that just have a whole set of things that they can do that people of other races can't do. And now I wanna focus on the here and now. In 2020, if anyone listening in the comments, if you can name one thing that a white person can do that a person of color cannot, I'm curious to hear. And again, I don't want to hear about anything 100 years ago, 50 years ago. I don't care about any of that. Right now, today, in 2020, name one thing that a white person can do that a black person cannot. So now, those of you that know me, you guys know I have twin boys. One is white. He's not, he's not even light-skinned. He's white. One is white. One is darker. So by most people's definition of white privilege... Benjamin should just have an easier path at life than Ricky will. But fortunately for them, I am their dad and I'm not raising them that way. Like you get out of this life what you put into it. And so for someone to claim that they aren't where they are from white privilege is an absolute fallacy because there is nothing that anyone, especially here in the, in the United States, know there's other rules in other countries, but we're talking about 2020 in the US. There is nothing that is standing in your way from a successful, abundant, fruitful life. Nothing. It doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are, what sexual orientation you are. We all have the exact same rights. So it's a matter of what's in your mind that's stopping you from getting you to where you wanna be. But there is something that is definitely plaguing the black community, the inner city community and people of color is that you think that whites have it easier than you do. You think, therefore your actions follow your thoughts. And that's a fact. If anybody wants to doubt that, by all means, do it respectfully. Put something, put something in the comments and you know, we can talk about that. But that's what it, it has to do with self-limiting beliefs. It has nothing to do with white privilege. Because I'll tell you right now, as a person of color, I've been in charge of people since I was 15 years old. 15. Started managing a small diner in charge of people. Now, whites make up 60% of the population. So I've been in charge of whites well over half of my life. So I'm not sure where that privilege lies. But now we want to talk about privilege. There are, there are whites that have to walk on eggshells every single day. They can have opinions about what's going on, but they can't express those opinions because they get labeled as racist. But Blacks can go on rants about whites all day long all day long and it's okay. I saw a video today about a black woman. She was at a college. I, I don't remember the name of the college, but they were at a multicultural function and there were more whites than people of color in the room. And she actually got up, this is on tape. Like you can U YouTube it if you search for it on YouTube. 
but she actually got up and proclaimed that there were too many white people in the room and that this event was meant for people of color. And mind you, it's a multicultural event, multicultural. That means more than one. And she said, because whites have more opportunities, she would appreciate it if pretty much if they went elsewhere. So I'm ad-libbing now, because I don't remember what, what she said, you know, verbatim, verbatim. But she was basically saying that there were too many whites there and she didn't appreciate that. And she felt uncomfortable that there weren't more blacks there. Now flip that script, flip it. So imagine if there were more blacks there and a white woman got up and made that exact same proclamation, what would happen to her? She would get ridiculed to no end, ridiculed for sharing the exact same sentiment. That in itself is a form of privilege. And now what happens when people like myself and other people of color speak out against these things, we get attacked, we get labeled. You know, so like when I, I made the post that I was gonna do this, I was getting multiple messages saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm saying what needs to be said. I'm saying what needs to be said. I've been black for 45 years. Guess how many times I got beat up by the police? Zero. Guess how many times I've gotten arrested? Zero. Okay, I'm a business owner. While being a college dropout, I got past that. Okay, there's a world of opportunity out there if we stop playing the victim, if we stop blaming everything on racism. For me, every job I applied for, I put myself in the best position to get that job. If I didn't get the job, I didn't blame racism. I blame that I didn't put myself, I didn't portray myself as the best candidate for that position. I put it on me. Okay, when you put your future on you, your life is gonna change. As long as you keep blaming outside forces, you're gonna be stuck in your bubble and you're not, gonna, you're not gonna get out of it. And it's gonna carry on for generations because you're gonna be stuck in that bubble. That means your offspring are gonna be stuck in that bubble. Their offspring are gonna be stuck in that bubble. And you can't do that. So I have one child who already graduated college. I have another one who's going on excuse me, he was going on a uh, scholarship to URI. And I told you, and, and I dropped out. So just because I dropped out, that doesn't mean that has to be their reality, right? That does not have to be their reality. And I'm working on the, like we're having to talk about, about having good credit, the importance of having good credit, the importance of earning a substantial income while you're in college. Going to college isn't about finding yourself and experimenting. And no, we're paying real money for you to go to college. You're gonna go to college to get educated. You can do all that soul searching when you got that degree and when you got that 800 credit score, then you can go out there and, and decide who you wanna be. But that's what we have to do as a society, regardless of races, we have to teach the next generation to do better, to think better, to see better, to want better and to behave better than what we're currently doing. That's how we're gonna push forward. And that's how we're gonna push past all of this nonsense that's going on now. And the biggest travesty in all of this is that we're being played. Ladies and gentlemen of all races, all religions, all creeds, all sexual orientations, we are being played. This is an election year. 
And once I first heard this theory, I started backtracking and researching about what, and it's true, every election year, there tends to be racial unrest. And why? Because one party, political party says one thing, another political party says another thing. And they feed off of the emotions for votes. It's perpetuated by the media. You know, I ain't mad at them. They're a business. They got to do what they got to do. But we're being played. And that's why I'm preaching free thinking. Stop letting other outside forces dictate your thought pattern. Okay, people that know me, they know I dictate my thought pattern. I don't jump on anybody's bandwagon. I'm nobody's cheerleader, right? I march to my own drum. And if people don't like what I have to say, cool. You have that right. People listening right now could be like, he's way off base. He's betraying his people. He's like, I'm not betraying anybody. I want the best for everyone. But when you're playing the victim, you're never going to get your best. And my clients can attest to that. When they get in their head, oh, I'm, I've fallen off the wagon. I'm this. I'm not working. I'm homeschooling. And I thought, blah, 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 blah. All I hear are excuses. If you're swirling around blaming outside forces for your current circumstance, that's on you. It's on nobody else. Nobody else has control over your work ethic except you. Nobody has control over your attitude except you. Nobody does. So when I'm, when I'm seeing all these Black Lives Matter rally, and then I hear other people come out and say, but, you know, in 2019, nine unarmed Black men were killed by the police. And I think it was like 600 or so total. But over 6,000 Blacks were killed by other Blacks. But nobody wants to talk about that. But I thought the premise is that Black lives matter. So wouldn't we shift the focus from the handful that get killed by the cops to the majority that are getting killed on the streets by other Blacks? Like, wouldn't that make more sense to focus there? And people are talking about defunding the police. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because if we, if we defund the police, that means we're taking away our protection. Because I know when somebody breaks into my house, guess who I'm calling? When you have a car accident, who's usually the first one on the scene? When somebody's kid goes missing, who's out there looking for them? I'm pretty certain it's the police. So we want to take away the group of, of men and women that swear an oath for our protection. And again, we want to talk about the handful that are no good. And again, that's in every industry. But people say that, and like, oh, see, there you go. There you go. You sound like those all lives matter people. Like, no, it's a fact. It's a fact. All right, I'm a fitness trainer. There's some trainers out there that don't have their client's best interest in mind. There are bad teachers. There are people who are trained coaches who molest their athletes. They're in every industry. But for some reason, we're going around and we're tearing up, we're tearing up our neighborhoods over something that happens so, so rarely. It's like, yeah, you can rattle off a few names. Like, in case you forgot, there's 320 plus million people in this country. And there's only a select few that have been wrongfully killed by the police. Select few. But yet, that's what's at the forefront of everything. What about education disparities? 
What about housing disparities? I've said this a thousand times. Drive down Main Street in East Greenwich and then drive down the Providence side of Broad Street. How about we fix that? How about we fix the living conditions? How about we get drugs off the streets? You know, it's like, how about we go back to, to fixing up the two-parent household? Yes, I realize I am a single parent, but I got this, right? But we got to fix the two-parent household. Like, that's, those are the things that are plaguing the inner city, the Black community, and the people of color. Those are the things that need to be the focus. But we're focused on the cops. All right, so you defund the, the cops. How is that going to increase the graduation rate here in Providence? Because the state had to take over the, the entire Providence school system. Like, I've never heard of that in my life. Like, that's the problem. And college dropouts are 20% in, in the Black community are 20% more likely to live a life of crime. 20%. I think, I think that's pretty significant. But yet, we're not focusing the efforts there. And why? Because those aren't hot button topics. Those aren't topics that are going to make the national news and international news. Like, that's what it is. We're being played like puppets, ladies and gentlemen. We're being played. And my question is, how long are we going to allow that? Seriously, how long are we going to allow it? And the only way to get by it is to stop letting it control you. Because I'll tell you right now, I'll come right out and say it. The N-word means nothing to me. And why? Because I stripped it of its power decades ago. It's a word. It is a word. That's it. You can say a-hole. You can call somebody the B-word. You can do you know, whatever other insult you want. But then people say that word and it's like front page news. It's all over. No, just, just strip away its power. To me, it's just another word. That's all it is. It's just another word. I freed myself from the aftermath of slavery. And there are so many people that haven't. They're still talking about the Jim Crow laws and the segregation, all this other stuff. All this other stuff that people my age, we didn't live through. We didn't live through any of that. People went through that so we don't have to. Okay, moving on from it doesn't mean you forget it. Okay, I understand what those people went through. I understand what the slaves went through. I understand the torture, the murders, the rape. I, I understand all of that stuff. But there comes a point where you got to move on from it. Okay, yes. Are there some racist white people? Yes, but let me tell you, there's some racist black people. There's some racist Hispanics. There's some racist Asians. There's some racist Indians. Yeah, so don't think that, oh, 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 no, blacks can't be racist. No, that's crap. If you hate someone based on the color of their skin, if you make assumptions about someone based on the colors of their skin, that's called racism. It's not just a one-way street. It's not just white on black. It's a two-way street. It's a multi-way street because there's multiple races. So anyone that does that, you are guilty of racism. And again, how do you combat that? Is to strip it of its power. It's that simple. Just look at the news. Look at how power, look at how much power we're given, we're, we're, like, like we're given to that. Like we're giving so much power, like people are wrecking things. People are holding cities hostage. People were tearing up businesses and looting and setting things on fire, setting businesses on fire. Like we're feeding off of, off of emotions. And again, at the end of the day, what is that going to do? 
You know, my father, God rest his soul, passed away in November. I'll never forget something that, that he told me when I was younger. He said, people will always see the color of your skin. It's on you to help them see past it. And I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. That's all I got for you. Again, I welcome any comments. Keep them respectful. I would gladly respond. If anybody wants to come on my podcast and discuss this, feel free, reach out. I'll get you on there. But uh, but that's those are my feelings. So and I just felt like tonight was the was the right night to get it out there. So those of you that tuned in, thank you. I appreciate it and have a great night.